Hey guys, welcome to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips YouTube channel. We are back once again in the Batcave, uh, also known as my reselling workshop. A uh, quick shout out to my man Billy, who astutely observed that the art on the wall in my previous videos behind me here was a Superman logo because the Batman logo was over my desk. So I swapped that out for you, Billy. So hopefully you can sleep at night. Uh, and now it actually looks like the Batcave. So for those of you who are new to the channel, I'm a full-time reseller working out of my home here in the greater Cincinnati area. And this channel is all about the flip life. And what I'd like to do hopefully today is to start a conversation about what your goals are and how big we'd all like to grow our businesses. There's a lot of different options there are people who are doing it part-time, people who are doing it full-time, and people who want to scale to kind of massive heights. And I'd like to have a little, little conversation in the comments section about what it is you want to do with your business. So if this is the sort of content that makes you want to check your YouTube first thing in the morning when you get up, save yourself the trouble and click that subscribe button and the bell notification icon, and you'll be notified every time I put up a new video. So before we get into all that, let's take a look at a few of the things I've sold since the last video that I think you might find interesting. First up, I've got this Japanese import wind-up toy train from the Disney shop in Tokyo, Japan. I picked this bad boy up at a church sale last, I think it was September, for one whole American dollar. Uh, I expected that this would actually sell a lot quicker than it did. It was a really unique item. Uh, the, the logo and everything is in Japanese. And I really thought that this would command uh, a pretty quick sale. It didn't work out that way, but it did bring 15 times what I paid for it, plus shipping. So ultimately, it ended up being a pretty nice sale. It just took way longer than I anticipated. Um, I actually sold a similar toy that was logoed with the FAO Schwartz Toy Store logo. Um, gosh, several months ago. That actually sold really, really quickly. Uh, but this one kind of languished in my inventory for a while. Uh, next up, cover your eyes, OSU haters. Uh, I've got this Ohio State versus Brigham Young Holiday Bowl program from 1982. Uh, the Bucks crushed the Cougars in that game. It was like 47-17, I think. So, and this program shipped to Dublin, Ohio. So I'm assuming it went to a Buckeyes fan, not a Cougars fan. Uh, I bought a lot at an estate sale of about 80 Ohio State football programs. I've got less than 75 cents a piece in them. So I've sold a few of these, but they're not, all in all, this is probably going to go down as a bad buy. Um, I'll make my money back, I'm sure, but this is another item that's not selling quite as quickly as I thought, given how rabid Ohio State fans are about their football. Uh, I really expected that these at the, the prices of 10 to $15 a piece for vintage late 70s through late 80s football programs would, would go pretty quickly, and that has not turned out to be the case. When they sell, they're bringing decent money, uh, 12 13 bucks a piece, so the profit margin on them is pretty good, but they're just... They're not selling nearly as quickly as I would have anticipated. Since the name of my eBay store and the name of this channel has Galaxy CDs in it, it's probably time to actually talk about a CD that I sold. So I've got this uh, from the Orama Arts Group in the Cook Islands. 
very random. This was in a big lot of probably 1,500 CDs that I bought. Uh, and this went for 15 bucks. I own it for a quarter, so it was a pretty nice flip. CDs, as you can imagine, are not big sellers today. There's not nearly the nostalgia for the compact disc that there is for vinyl. Um, the sound quality, while very clean, is not real warm. So a lot of folks have kind of moved back to vinyl or gone the other direction and sacrificed quality altogether, like myself, and are streaming on Spotify. So the CD is kind of a lost media at this point. I will still pick up big lots of CDs if I can get them cheaply enough, um, 25 cents a pop or less. And pretty much in every lot that I buy, there'll be a handful of items like this that are worth reasonably good money, 10, 12, 15 something like that on their own. Um, I've had a couple of really unusual pieces that have brought real close to three figures. Uh, so you can still score some stuff that's out of print and very collectible, but by and large, CDs are something uh, like with DVDs that you're going to have to lot up in groups of four, six, 25, <laughs> uh, either by artist or by genre, um, and just try to blow them out. I don't know if I would recommend buying CDs uh, at this point. I, I do it because it's been the core of my business for a long, long time. And I kind of I kind of know what I'm getting into, uh, but they're they're slow movers. They don't bring a ton of money, um, but they are kind of feedback stuffers and they're easy to pack and ship. So I probably still sell one or two a day. Um, Four bucks here, five bucks there, occasionally one like this, or a lot of 10 or 20 for 15 bucks. Um, so they're not, it's not terrible, but I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd recommend having a bunch of money tied up in CDs. Uh, the last stuff, this is the gift that just keeps giving. If you've watched any of my other videos, you know I've talked about these model railroad magazines. Uh, these things have just been fantastic. Uh, in the last three days, um, I've sold sold several. I'm only going to highlight, I think, three here. This first one is 22 magazines from 1935 through 1938. These were kind of extras in a big lot. They didn't have um, full years, or in some cases, these were fairly damaged. So this was just 22 random magazines from that era that I lotted up and put kind of a ridiculous price on just because nobody else had anything out there. Um, I listed them at $69.99 or best offer, assuming that I would probably get an offer and would just go ahead and take it just to get them out of here, but ultimately sold them for the full $69.99 plus shipping through the global shipping program. That brings me to another topic. I'd be curious and let me know down in comments, are you utilizing eBay's global shipping program? If not, why not? And if you are, why, why did you choose to do it? Uh, I will admit at first, I was fairly skeptical, uh, but I went ahead and signed up. And I've probably generated, on average, a sale a day through that program. Um, it's All you do is ship the item to eBay's Global Shipping Center, which there's one in Erlanger, Kentucky, which is literally right across the river from me. It's probably half an hour from here. So once it gets there, you're off the hook. If the item goes missing or gets to the customer damaged, you're not responsible for it. Your only responsibility is to get it in one piece to eBay. And once that's done, you're set. 
and I have had probably four or five pieces where the customer filed a claim indicating that either the item got damaged in transit or didn't show up at all. And in all those cases, eBay has provided the customer with a refund and they do not deduct it from your account and they do not ding your feedback or your seller rating for it. So in my opinion, the global shipping program is a win-win. You just ship the thing directly to eBay using their label, which has a special code on it and they handle it from there. So let me know, like I said, in the comments, if you're using it uh, or not, and what your thoughts are on that program. Um, I, I really like it. It's been very, very good to me. Anyhow, back to these magazines. These 22 are on my books for a grand total of $1.76. And I sold them for 70 bucks. So that's obviously a massive flip. And you would take those kind of day in and day out. Um, very happy with that. Two more kind of just similar sales from that same batch. I've got this six-issue volume of the uh, Narrow Gauge and Shortline Gazette, which is a specialty magazine. Uh, This brought $27.99 on an investment of $0.48, so another good flip. Um, And this last one is Trains Magazine. This is actually about real trains as opposed to model trains. Uh, I own these for $0.07 a piece. So this three-item lot that went for about $45 uh, grossed a little over $42 before fees. So fairly productive. The last couple of days have been reasonably slow. There's not been a high volume of sales, but there's been some pretty nice tickets. Um, so all in all, I'm, I'm fairly pleased with how, how things have been going. I have seen some other sellers comment that seems like since the start of the weekend, business has been fairly slow. So again, I'd be curious uh, if you're a reseller um, currently, what what your experience has been in the last four or five days, because it feels like volume is actually down quite a bit. Um, Again, if this is the kind of video that you enjoy, um, do me a favor and smack that thumbs up button and let YouTube know that uh, Galaxy CDs does in fact rock. <laughs> I would appreciate that. So let's talk a little bit about our businesses and what our what our business goals are. There's a lot of different ways that people join and participate in the flip game, in reselling. You can be a part-time reseller that's looking to make a little bit of extra on the side to make ends meet or to pay for a family vacation or little Johnny's braces or whatever it is, just to make a little bit of a side hustle money. Other folks want to do it as a full-time solo living, which is kind of where I'm at and what I'll talk about here in a minute. And then there are other people who want to scale to large six-figure or more volume businesses using eBay and Amazon, FBA, and those sorts of things. So I'd be curious if you would let me know in comments kind of what's your goal and what are you targeting and how are you approaching your reselling journey? Like I said, my goal was to become a a full-time solo entrepreneur. Um, I've been in big retail management. I've done HR and payroll and payroll taxes and workers comp. And I don't, I'm not trying to grow to the point where I have to get back into messing with all that. 
So my target was simply to be able to make enough money for me to do this by myself solely for income. I don't I have no intention of growing beyond that and I realize that there's probably a ceiling just based on the volume and the traffic. I think low six figures is probably about as much as a one-man band like myself is going to be able to do. Um, I'm not going to be able to do a quarter of a million dollars a year in profit. I'm not, I, I just physically as one person can't manage that level of business, I don't think. Uh, the amount of shipping that you'd have to do, the amount of listing and pictures and sourcing, you'd almost have to have help. And that's, that's not the path I want to go down. So what's, what's your, where's your ceiling? What are you trying to accomplish? Are you part-time with an eye on full-time? Are you full-time with an eye on scaling to that next level? And how do you think you would go about doing that? I'm really curious how, how different sellers approach selling on the different platforms and kind of what their, what your goals are. Uh, if you if you follow Reezy Resells at all on Instagram, it's funny, you, you've probably seen he's been complaining in the last couple of weeks. He's actually been doing a lot of his own book shipping. Normally, he's an Amazon FBA guy, and that's gives him terrific flexibility because you essentially ship everything to them, and then they handle it from there. So if you want to take a couple of days off and go do something, you can totally do that. If you're like me or what he's been experiencing here lately, you're a little bit stuck with whatever business model you set up. For instance, on my eBay account, I have one, one business day handling. So essentially Monday through Friday, I need to be here to process and ship orders. I can't just disappear for a couple of days unless for some reason I'm not getting any orders, which heaven forbid, because that means I can't afford to go anywhere anyway. So, um, but I do still have some flexibility that I wouldn't have if I was working for someone else. So if I decide at one o'clock in the afternoon that I want to go for a walk or a jog or I want to watch a movie or a YouTube video, I can do that. Now, I will have a video coming up soon about how I kind of schedule my time so that I can help maintain some self-discipline because it's real easy to let one walk, turn into two, turn into, well, let's watch some TV. And the next thing you know, your entire day is gone and you have not been productive. So I will have a video um, kind of about how I structure my day and some recommendations about how you might structure yours to help you, especially if you're working from home. So again, hit the subscribe button, uh, click that bell notification icon, and you'll, you'll get notified when I do that video. But that's kind of, those are the other things that you need to think about as you're considering doing reselling, even even part-time, how you're going to manage your time relative to the goals that you want to achieve in terms of finances and freedom and flexibility. So when I initially started, like I said, my goal was to just make enough to get by and get me out of what I was doing at the time. As my business has grown and been successful, my goals have risen. Um, my financial goals have risen. The amount of business that I want to do has risen. But I can already kind of see the ceiling from here. There, There is that limit to what I can do by myself working here in the Batcave. 
And that's my goal is to kind of get to that ceiling and then just maintain there. I'm not, I'm not like some of these guys that want to scale to hundreds of thousands of dollars. I just want to be able to kind of do my thing and still have it at a level of enjoyment where it's fun and something I enjoy doing. I, I actually don't mind coming down here to the bat cave and doing this job every day. There would be a point where hiring other folks and doing more business might be more financially rewarding, but it would, for me personally, it would probably be less spiritually and psychically rewarding. And that's not a trade-off I'm, I'm personally willing to make. So again, I hope you'll let me know in comments uh, kind of where you're at and what your goals and plans are and what you think about what my goals and plans are. And if this is, again, the, the sort of thing that you like, please do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. Um, let YouTube know that this was a good video and that I got a new mid-pandemic haircut finally after three months. In the meantime, I truly appreciate you spending some time with me on this video. And with that, it's time to sell. Thanks, guys.